0: It
1: Welcome to episode 13 of Indie Wrestling is dead. I'm still here in isolation. It's Andrew Bowers. Hi. Um, joining me today from his isolation station, Mr Tom Campbell. Ah, oh,
2: Mr. Bond, I've been expecting you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and of course you know what I've got for with that. <laughs> I've got nothing prepared here. I'm just going to say, look at that he's big body heed. That's all I'm going to say. Looks like Shrek. That
3: big body heed. Look at that, <laughs> that length. Yeah, that's perfect. That hair length. Paid it. for that
2: haircut with Jews, I understand. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's Mr. Chop. How are you doing? Chopp? Hey,
2: right? how's
1: good? Good, good, good. And joining us today, our very special guest. It's not as it's not as good as a return as he made at NCL Twenty Two in December. I think it was. Where he came off the rafters. It's Liam fucking Slater! Thanks for joining us, Liam. Hello!
4: No worries, thank you. Also, with that, uh, Liam fucking Slater managed to get cut from the uh, from the Sky documentary, if you noticed.
3: I know. I-, I thought it
4: was a really weird cut, where he went, Liam, boom! And I was like, why is that cut so like quickly? And then realised it's because, yeah. Tom, you say fucking quite proudly. <laughs> I'd like What's to
2: it? point out that that was my instructions! From yeah, one yeah. Liam fucking Slater. It wasn't. <laughs> also,
1: also, we were told that they would uh, edit out anything like that. So, when I, I remember at the start of that show, obviously I was like, I went out and I was like, we'll do a bit where we just get everyone to cheer and I'll say, welcome to fucking North Wrestling. Or North fucking Wrestling. I was like, it's okay if I swear. And they're like, yeah, we'll beep it out. It's like part of the underground appeal. Never fucking did it. I was like, that pop's the yeah. only pop I've <laughs> ever had. 100% manufactured, but. <laughs>
4: it's just wrestling, isn't it?
1: But you can't say Liam Slater without putting a fucking in the middle, so how are you doing Liam, how's, how's lockdown serving you?
4: Doing okay, uh, ups and downs with it, yep. um, so we were just talking before we came on air um, about obviously outside of wrestling I do personal training, so for me a lot of this has been about trying to, to regain a business in a sense, yep. so Ups and downs, I can't say it's been a, a smooth isolation by any by any sense.
1: I'm sure we'll come on to that a bit more, because I think...
4: This is iced that's... tea, by the way, not, I'm not an
1: alcoholic now. Oh, I am, and this is red wine. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
4: this, is the, this is Rhythm of the Night. Um...
1: Oh yeah, I mean, Tom Campbell drinking the Corona.
2: Else? I know, it's cheap now, isn't it? Because everyone thinks you're going to get it if you drink it. Um, Liam may I ask um, because I'm nosy like this um, what's plugged into the wall on the left Yeah.
4: yeah it's um, nosy so <laughs> laptop and uh, phone charger nothing exciting really oh, um, um, to sort of give uh, you an overview of what this room is I've got chargers over there it's a radiator jumpers and all my resistance bands well, I thought go. they might have been scarves so, yeah. but they I've are also- in fact resistance bands aren't they right. Looks no, a little bit like Jericho's bands. And a little bit. Uh, and I've got a, a barbell down by my side here because oh. I'm a gym bro. There you yes, you are. Well.
1: Oh.
2: In his workout room. Uh, Bowers, what's on the picture
1: behind you? picture behind me is a the, um, post there from a gig, uh, Future Islands, a band called Future Islands. Um, I can't nice. remember even if I went to it or not, but I, I like Future Islands. So Jade bought me that. That's sitting there. One of the many pictures that we haven't put up in our house yet, because we moved in about three weeks before we got told not to leave the house. So that's been fun.
2: <laughs> and uh, chop, there's a photo, there's a lovely picture in a frame behind you. That is What's... of Timew. Oh, very
3: time nice. Timew Beach.
1: I thought it was too posh Do for you. You don't
3: live in time, <laughs> you Just <not> have <laughs> a window. Here we go. Come on. Then. <laughs> I thought you I thought you'd just have a
1: picture of Monksy in high school. Just.
3: <laughs> it's usually Whitley Bear the front line of Whitley Bear, now. <laughs> <laughs> no, how about you tom so i do around the rooms and just
2: see yeah. oh i've got nothing i've got okay. nothing on the walls here it's really boring yeah. through the key I've got, a, um, <laughs> I've got an action figure of the new day that i won at a raffle on a, ra- at a raffle at a wrestling show
1: and can you um, remember which wrestling kind of a show that was not is it
2: it's all right in it it's all right it's almost like i was the only one that entered um <laughs> it was was it M- mlw maybe mlw possibly mlw wow. i know my boy ragnar was on the show so there it might are. have been mlw i can't remember but that was the prize was very w. proud and i drank and, about 16 pints of because it was like two quid a pint <laughs> <laughs> lovely day
1: ragnar who's <laughs> famous for buying a spot on our ring canvas
2: indeed <laughs> and um and uh he named a move after me recently so very proud did
1: he about. what what yeah. is that move and what, what's the, the name of it? Line?
2: Because I was always a big fan, I'm always a big fan of, of Ragnar's nice crisp lariat that he hits. Big fan of the old crisp lariat. He has a nice lariat. And uh, he named it the Camel Clothesline. So I have a move named after me in wrestling lore. I'm just waiting to pick here on Cage Match now.
1: <laughs> I can only imagine I'll just get like the Bowers bitch slap or something like that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: your, finisher, that. your finisher will be, you yeah, played No Mercy?
1: Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> The Linda McMahon slap from No Mercy, <laughs> which was block slap. What have I done? <laughs>
1: that sounds about right.
2: There you, there
1: you go. Cool. So isolation so far. This this is the day where it's been announced. It's another three weeks. I'm okay with it. Gotta say, I'm fine. It is what it is. I'd rather not, yeah. but we gotta gotta keep on trucking. Um, is how so, Liam. We could talk a little bit more about lockdown. I mean, probably let, let's let's keep going with that theme because I think I've found it a little bit difficult to get motivated and to do stuff and to do more than one thing a day. Like that's why the podcast has probably not happened for about a week or so. Two weeks. <laughs> stro- two, two weeks. Mm. It's bloody hell. I just <laughs> struggle struggle to do more than one thing a day. It's like I have one thing yeah, of work actually. to do, and it takes me all day to do what would normally take me about I don't know an hour or so. And I just think. There is, I mean, there's a lot of like weird states, mental states people are in. and mine is certainly like yeah. mental block and fatigue and motivation drain. So, how are you feeling? Because I know you've posted about it recently.
4: Yeah, um, it, it, I'm. I'm glad you brought it up, really, because it is something that I think is is worth talking about. Um, yeah, just as as much as possible, really. So, it for me i've massively struggled and i think what i came to the realization of was that i was working in a gym where i'd be in there from half five in the morning um to half eight at night I, I was going all day in the gym so i was constantly going like yeah i have a, a step counter and it's up at like fifteen, twenty thousand steps a day to then come to being at home yeah. and going what, what do i do like yeah there's nothing to do Um, trying to get people set up and then there was a lot of people that obviously go through a similar experience that I do where they go what do I do at home and fitness health just sort of goes off to one side which means that Mm -hmm. then they stop getting in contact with me or they they lose contact with me which then for me put me on a bit of a downward spiral of nobody even wants my help this this issue Um, Mm -hmm. so that took a while for me to get out of um and as well in like in the health and fitness space there was almost like this big push of like this is the time to do everything that you needed to do and and be as fit as possible and this is the best workouts of your life and i was just like that's just not the case It's it's across the board it's just not the case um but because i see a lot of that um it it really had a a negative impact on my headspace really Mm -hmm because i was like well everybody else seems to be doing absolutely fine everybody else is doing zoom one to one sessions where they've got like a full diary of stuff and i'm sat here going well what do i do around it yeah um which has taken me a couple of weeks to sort of get out and around i think you're completely right i think it is easy just to go i'll do one or you get into that habit of doing one thing a day because it takes up so much energy almost it's bizarre
1: it's really strange. I, I was reading an article about it, or I got sent an article by my brother actually, because both both my brothers said just yesterday they just feel knackered all the time, but they're not doing anything. Um, my one of my other brothers is working like me. He's, he can work from home, and it's again, it's that thing. I think there's like there's a lot of guilt that's being passed around from probably four people here are in really different situations. Actually, mm-hmm. we're all we've all got our own. Uh, Tom, you're working quite a lot. Chop. Obviously, you're working for the NHS, so you're working on the front line of it. And Liam, obviously, your work is kind of dried up. Me, my work's at home. Like I'm able to do it at home, um, and it's my business um, I'm trying to run here. But everyone's in very different situations, and but everyone's experienced something that's experiencing something that's just not anything anyone was expecting to ever experience in their life. So to have a weird or a reaction that isn't is seemingly against the grain i think it's to be expected i think the common
2: misconception is that everybody is okay but me yeah and you see a lot of people online who post like as as you as you said liam about like i'm doing these zoom workouts i'm doing this i've baked this banana bread look at me doing a thing right and it's all a front because we're all like i on the regular will post a tweet on a morning at like five thirty and uh, of a, me dressed having a cup of coffee starting the day more often than not, I am not in the mood to start a day, but it's accountability and it's mm-hmm. and it's putting myself into that mindset of doing it and putting that yeah. out into the universe um and I've yeah. discovered that even me doing stuff like that pushes other people through when they can't yeah. so i've kind of i I feel like now even when I don't feel like doing that for me, I do that for other people yeah um and and i think that's important but but the common misconception is that that there are people that have got their shit together with this and nobody has this is the yeah this is this well. is a lifetime changing moment that we're all living in and nobody's got their shit together so i also think the, they do but they haven't
1: i think the common misconception is that you 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 have to have your shit together as well like mm. it's okay it's okay this. Absolutely i think don't, no. I, th- I think anything that you're feeling at the minute it's fine like whatever, yeah. as long as it's the as long as the feelings not, I'm gonna go and have a barbecue with my mates down the park. Like, <laughs> uh, like if it, if if it's a bit like weirded out, if it's a bit knackered, if it's a bit like, I mean, I've had I had the first week where I was like I was rattling through work, I was doing really really well, and like, and then all of a sudden it just hit me like a ton of bricks, and and it wasn't really anything in particular. It was just like can't do it anymore. Need to stop. Gonna just spend time with the kids, and just gonna do. Clean the house every day. That's it. Well, look at that first that.
3: week. I mean, we did three episodes of the yeah. podcast that first mm-hmm. week, mm-hmm. Uh, and a watch along. God knows whatever else you know. And now it's, it's just as you've seen through the weeks how it's just gone down
4: yeah. and down and down. It's hard. It's it, again. It's happened in the in the fitness community space where at the beginning, I think a lot of people were like, "Okay, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and this." And I saw so many people posting like um, like timetables of what they're going to do. And that's just mm. steadily dropped, and I think the, there's counterparts between that of like the people doing it losing the steam, and then also the people yeah. that have come out of the gym finding their rhythm with it. Uh, again, we were saying yeah. before we came on that like, why do I not? Why am I not just Joe Wicks in in Yorkshire? Um, but that's not really as much as I look like him. It's not really me. Um, you do a bit as It's well. not really what my <laughs>
3: yeah.
4: I, was I just need a cast on, and I'm good. Um, but. Um, a lot of my clients don't don't like that sort of stuff or they're not doing that sort of stuff so then why would they suddenly take on to doing that Um, so I think it is like a a sort of two way street where people going gun ho and like right okay content 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 and then they find stuff that they like and they don't like and then that just naturally comes down into it
1: It's a bit like with um, with those streaming shows and things like that, it got to a point where it was like if we're going to be in, say, say we're in lockdown for a it, it's probably going to be
3: twelve weeks. Yeah,
1: like it. Yeah. This is going to go on until the summer, and in fact, for the next year, it's not going to be for live events. Let's be really honest. I think the June live event ain't going to happen, and I'm not sure whether any of the events that in in 2020 are going to happen. And if they do, whatever. Like my my point is, is um, we might have a lot of time to fill with not enough content. So we had uh, putting the putting the brakes on. Firms cancel
2: gigs. (laughs) (laughs) Bowers cancels
3: north.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it's it's true, and it's and and doing content. So it's and and again, uh, we we all fell into the same trap where we went. Let's do all the things, all the things, all the things, and we get burned out so quickly because work is at home and home is at work, Mm -hmm. and you're just tired. And yeah. and we really we we mishandled that.
1: And yeah, everyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just everybody as a, as a, as a society. Yeah. 100%. Yeah.
2: As a society, we all got so excited that like we've, we have and now there's another three weeks and there's so many people now going, oh, so what to do now? I tell you what you don't do anymore, right? A little little whinge from me, just a little one, <laughs> just a little one. I don't want to see any more people doing Facebook Live quizzes.
3: <laughs> don't
2: care. Don't want... Stop inviting me to your Facebook Live fucking quizzes. I'm not coming.
3: Do we tell I'm me about not the f- coming what... to your quiz. Do a tell me about the future we're going to do next? not, no, we're going to do a... Quiz. <laughs> we're doing a Facebook Live quiz, I swear ah. to God. I swear How's to God, it? I'm cancelling.
1: I was going to turn North uh, NCL 24 and 25 into Facebook online quizzes. So That's <laughs> <No>! that <that's laughs> fucked. Question of quizzes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're, doing, we're doing North from an empty performance centre. I've had a chat with uh, the governor of Florida, and wrestling's fine there. We can all go to Florida.
1: Somebody somebody asked a really good question on Twitter, actually. I'm going to find out who it was. I think it's a called... Uh... Oh, God. At uh, Hamish McGonagall, or Al. Um basically said with it more likely that indoor events aren't going to be able to take place because obviously this spread is worse indoors Um is it uh, la, 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 have I got an outdoor venue that would allow a crowd to carry out social distancing and I kind of like that idea I was like hang on can we do north in a field can we do it in a, like, time off in beach a, <laughs> here, here Caesar's
0: palace, palace! <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'd love that it's kind of like could we do it at like Hillheads Whitney Bay Football Club oh
3: the cricket ground yeah yeah you wouldn't even need seats because it can just go up the hill but that was his
1: I said no I have absolutely no suggestions because I never even thought about doing it But um, he said I guess any Northern League footy ground would have the bar facilities maybe not the sound system Tom's so Tom to just shout louder he
3: usually he does anyway louder. doesn't he yeah.
1: yeah
2: I'll just talk for the but, diaphragm it would be fine <laughs>
1: Yeah, but I, it's true. I know, I'm glad that I know. I'm glad that going back to what we're talking about, I'm glad that you spoke up about it as well, Liam. Because I know that I think people were kind of thinking, "Oh, well, Liam's going to come out with some videos here." And it was actually weirdly enough, it was Shreddy who also recently put a tweet yeah. out, and I think he did a video as well, where it was like, "It's totally fine to not be motivated or get anything done at the minute." And I know him; he's somebody who is also working from home. I think. Um. And it's like I just don't think there's any right answer at the minute, and like, I think I just, think for me
3: it was weird because I was coming in from being it was still normal for me doing a, a full thirty seven half hour a week, so I would come in yeah. from web like right, let's get a podcast born, let's it, it, just keep burning it as like we usual. but I didn't realize you used to were like chop man, seriously just take a step back because we are fucking pagan here, a little bit, yeah, but in in a way, but then you have that kind of like
1: guilt of like well i mean i've got I've got a nice house I live in a nice area i've got a, i've got I'm lucky enough to have moved into the house with a garden so I've got a little bit of survivor's guilt on that front like i like it's okay and then you're working on the fucking in the n h s mm. and i'm like i don't, you know there's a part of me which is like well, I can't really complain but then the environment of so when I'm going to work and I'm taking the kids to school and then I'm going to work and then I'm managing my team where of where I work um and we're getting stuff done, blah, blah, blah. When you're in that just, like, constant, like, get up in the morning, get up at 7, routine. get breakfast, get in, uh, go back to bed, and, like, make tea really, really quickly, and, get, get, blah, 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 and then do it all again, and do it for five days a week, and then you have a little bit of time off at the weekend, but you probably go out and get hammered when the kids are back at their mums, and then let's do it all next week. Now that Park that's kind of gone. Yeah. <laughs> now that that's gone, though, it's like, how the hell did I do all that? Like, were we operating two? heavy and i just i honestly had to take well, i had some time off for the easter holidays for the kids and i had to extend it and I'd take it longer i've, I've taken like nearly 10 12 days off now because it was like gonna have to just spend some time with the kids because i've got no idea what the fuck's going on <laughs> like, yeah yeah
4: yeah i uh, i did similar it. where interest,
2: it comes to the wrestling
4: the... well, so, so i was just about to say like i did similar where Coming into it, I was very much on the lines of like, I'm going to go content, content, content. And yeah. I was just like, I don't want to work out. I, I, I genuinely, in this room, tried to do a workout. I had to put the bar down. I laid on the floor and I was basically in tears going, yeah. What the, What am I going to do? Um, so I had a good week or two out of just doing nothing. Yeah. Really, go I, on top. I think
1: it's quite healthy to do that though. I think I've, I've, it, for me, just spending time with my family has been healthy like just to just to get my head now into this all right this is the normal now for the next x amount of time and this kind of just like having to be patient like it's a new way of thinking i think
4: i think yeah. we've am um, like um, a, with a little seat. sorry tom go on you, you
2: no go, no go you go on mate i've i talk no. you carry on <laughs> <mate>. i'm always <laughs> just, i'm always fucking here you're never here you talk <laughs> mate
4: as um sorry as a a bit of a almost another flip side of that and another side of like stuff that people do not that I'm massively um, open about not for any other reason I just don't really talk about it publicly but I've got a little daughter mm-hmm. um, with someone who's over in Wigan um, yeah. so for me I went across a couple of weeks ago and then I was like this isn't like essential travel like I can't bring her back with me because again we're carrying spreading that virus mm-hmm. so really I don't know when I'm going to see her again Um yeah. Which is a—it's one of those things where it's, it's just another element where it goes at such an unpredictable time. Like how how does yeah. this all fit together? Like when does that happen? Like it's—it's uh, it's quite
3: heartbreaking. It's, that it is. It it's is it's
4: hard.
1: And I live—I live, I live yeah. literally around the corner from from my kids. I'm separate. Well, divorced. I'm separate from my kids. Live separately. Well, 50-50. and we had to kind of go like. I'm. Going to, I am gonna have to. Take, like, I have the kids half the week, but I can because I'm literally around the corner, and it's two isolated yeah. households. But it's like, <laughs> you have to you have to. I mean, some people will probably say that's not right as well, and it's just it's a difficult situation that we're all in. I think. And it's as a, I
3: said to you a few weeks ago, Bowers, you do what you think is best, 100 mm-hmm. percent for yeah. your family, and that's that's the only way to look at it. That's all you can do. You're not going to put your family in danger at, this, no. at the end of the day, are you? No. So no, exactly, exactly. You just do what you think's best. Exactly. exactly. I can't get fucking rid of my kids.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can't be frowned <laughs> upon. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, really yeah. Right there. I, f- <laughs> I think, yeah, I think hopefully that's our little coronavirus-y, um, lockdown kind of debrief um. F- for, for that and let's talk about let's go right back to NCL 22 so not our last show we ever did but the one before that <laughs> um back in December 2019 when we saw the triumphant return of Liam fucking Slater now do you want to who wanna, saw uh, that coming <laughs> Do you want to shed any light on? Because I know you did. You did your promo. There's a really good promo that you can see on our YouTube channel of uh, Liam, kind of from the heart, explaining a little bit. I think being a bit more of a real, actual Liam Slater, um, and explaining why. But do you, is there any? Do you want to go into depth in depth of how that happened or how that came about? And
4: um, yeah, tell them so... how many messages I
1: sent you over the like yeah that you were gone. <laughs> no. <laughs> no.
4: A decent amount, um, yeah. So it, it came out of nowhere, really. Um, I, can't, I can't remember. I, I apologise for not remembering the name, but someone brought up that the the birthday video. I'm wearing like the same hat and vest and bumbag and all that sort of stuff. And I wish I could have said, "Oh yeah, this was all like planned from that point." It wasn't. It was just the attire that I had. Like it yeah. was pretty much a couple of weeks before. And it, if we, if we're completely breaking kayfabe, it was ready. That um, that messaged mm-hmm. me saying like there's there's this match that's coming up um, and it, you probably fit in quite well to it um, mm. and then if anybody knows Shreddy he's uh, he's good at twisting people's arms and he talks a good game um, yeah. not that you'd guess by his gimmick uh, <laughs> but, and I was like yeah I, I'm in like this sounds this sounds epic so uh, we sort of got it all sorted and I went yeah let's Let's do it. And as like I say in the video, as it got closer to the time and as I was training a little bit more, everything just sort of felt like it was ticking back into place. My training Mm -hmm. had a little bit more meaning behind it. Um, I was enjoying being back in the wrestling ring again. I was enjoying working with some lads at UKW that I'd not worked with before who were really, really talented. Um, So for me, it was just nice to get back into that circle again. And then obviously did the show and I was like, yeah, this this is some cool shit that I'm missing out on. Out of interest,
2: um, before before Bowers jumps in with another question, I'm just intrigued. Well, there's two things. It was one that when that video played, the Happy Birthday North video played, yours was genuinely the loudest reaction from the crowd. Mm -hmm. Only second to Dwayne Gill in terms (laughs) of reaction from the crowd. That's fair. Gilbert got a pop and a half. And also, um, obviously, Shreddy had approached you about the match, but was it, had shreddy not approached you why would you have come back at north
4: cool, as opposed um, to any other promotion that you've worked for so one like i completely don't know how the the happy birthday video went down like I, i've genuinely not seen any response out of it so i mean i just sent it across to you but i know you a me and i'm like yeah i can do that no worries <laughs> um, and then that that was it really i was like ah, oh, that'd be a nice little like that'd be a nice little nod and i sort of left it like a little bit ambiguous um so yeah like that that's cool that it, it was a worry for me coming into it that i was like are people really going to be that arsed like i know people Probably, like were. would be would be bothered but yeah i think it, it spoke louder than i was expecting mm. it to um the so the reason why it one if Shredding if Shreddy hadn't messaged me and sort of pitched that idea and put it all together in that form, I don't think that I would have come back, if mm-hmm. I'm being completely honest. More of a case of I went, you know what, I'm I I i I've taken that step away. And like I was like I watch stuff and I keep up with it and that, but I wasn't really like that bothered about coming back into it. It was only once I, I started again that I was like, Oh oh yeah like I really enjoy the training and like for me. I mean, this is why I'm a PT. As much as I love like the the wrestling side of it, I love the training. I love the drills. Like I love the cardio side out of it. Like I've got a real passion for that. Like the training out of it, as much as I do, like being in ring and performing. Um, so once I got back into that, that was the setup to go. All right, actually, I can sort of keep doing this. Um, and again, I don't think it'd be been anywhere over the north. For me, north has always been the place that I've being allowed um or at least I've expressed myself mm. in the ways that I always wanted to express myself and I've been given sort of a, a free reign basically to to be the character and uh, be the wrestler that I wanted to be. Um I, I've always I've always loved the the North um branding aesthetic. Um I've always thought it was it was cool. Like that's what I envision like indie wrestling to be is is that um, so to be involved with that has always been like a it's always been cool, so yeah. That's that's the reason why I, I came back into North.
1: I think it was was North the first place where you kind of turned heel? <clears throat> had you done have you done a heel character before?
4: Yeah, pretty much. Like I'd done like I'd done some bits of heel stuff before, um but north was really the place that I got an opportunity to go. This is a fully fledged like heel Bad yeah. guy character, um which I'll be completely honest probably sits more along my personality lines than being a, a baby face does most of the time. Um saying mean, that Liam Lazarus about- is still
1: like is still like regarded as one of the certainly in like north east, northwest, and in, in the north. Um Liam Lazarus when North began was definitely considered one of the biggest faces of the, in, yeah. in that area at the time. But I was just I mean, like, I,
4: I put that down to Venga Boys, really. <laughs> yeah, oh, don't get started on that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I think it was like when, when that opportunity came up because, um, and people aren't familiar with the, the, the full the full history of it. It started off with you and Dom Black kind of um, against Sons of laid That was our first real big storyline that we'd ever ever done, um, and it ended up with you turning on Dom and kicking him in the balls. And it was like, and then after that, you kind of um, uh, aligned yourself with Tom's good friend, Jack, and kind of played on a couple of like what culture defiant type tropes because you were involved in that and honestly i could see like the fun that, or, or the fun that i was having with it and the fun that you were having with it and the fun that everyone was having with it, it was like, all of a sudden it was like the canter monster like you wearing your uh cut off t-shirts you were your bobble hat and it was like fuck this is this is really and that's where i now get my like like addiction to turning people who are ordinarily face into heels i just love it it's like it was like Shreddy when we turned him heel. He was like, "I'm not, a, I'm not a heel." I was like, "Oh, yes, you <laughs> are. <laughs> and now
2: I can't imagine him being anything else. Nah,
1: nah, okay. nah. no, no, we no. T- well, that, that character taps way too much into his actual psyche. But I think with 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 like Liam Slater and North at that time, before you came back um, when you were, you know heel and kind of feuding with Rory, it just it seemed to allow you to give you this little bit of like freedom to explore maybe something that you hadn't done before I think
4: yeah definitely um, and like it it gave me the opportunity to to properly step away from I do dance basically um, yeah. it, it allowed me to go right okay this is actually more of me in this <laughs> persona rather than it being a persona that was based around a song a character that yeah. re- like i don't drink i'm not really a party sort of person um it was through not a necessity but it was through trying to find something different that i came up with the Vengar Boys. i don't know if i have i ever told you about the reason no. why i started using the vengaboys cool no okay. I'll go for it so that'd be a really cool to, story to go off on like a, a a little bit of a tangent with it at the time that i started wrestling um so we're talking like 2011 2012 ish i I think my debut match was april 9th 2012 um everybody was using like rock songs that that was like the in thing especially like in the west yorkshire area um and i had as well and i went you know what this it's not really working what can i do that's a little bit different um, so I was sat on the bus to uni and I had I'm a big fan of like nineties dance music. I quite like nineties dance music. So I had like a hundred and one like nineties dance music um compilation on my iPad and not my iPad, my iPod classic, eighty gig. Excellent. Ooh. Um lovely bacon. And at the bottom it was um we like to party by the Benga Boys, and i sort of sat there i listened to it and i went that's quite a nice drop there and then it sort of pieced together and i was just on a show it was called gbw um they ran in leeds and middlesbrough um to to nobody basically but it gave me a really good foundation on working for nobody so i used the song there and i went yeah this i can sort of feel where this is going and then the first time that i'd used it on like a proper wrestling show was NGW did like an over 18 show at Welly, which yeah. is where Wrestleverse is now running. Yeah. I was a replacement for Dean Allmark because he couldn't get there, so I was wrestling uh, Zach Gibson, um, of all people, which I mean, it's pretty cool looking back on it. Uh, and I said to, there's a, there was a guy called Geech who was like Rich Dunn's like, right hand man, and he was sorting everything out. And I was like, Geech, let me use the Venger Boys. And he's like, no, that's, that's <laughs> stupid, it's never going to work. Like, that's, that's just dumb. I was like, no, 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 no just. I've used it; it sort of works. Give me a chance to let me go with it. So we're in an over 18s nightclub um, on an over 18s wrestling show. Everybody's pissed, and then good suddenly sound we like to part. we ex- a really good sound system, and then suddenly we like to party comes on. And it fucking lifted, yeah, and then yeah. we were like, "Okay, cool." Like we've got something here, uh, and it just it sort of spawned out mm-hmm. of that. But then that sort of over. That that was the character. That was it. Became everything. Mm. But it was never really who I was. It was more of a necessity of me going. Okay, cool. So this is over. How do I keep building from there? So yes, it's over as an entrance, and then coming in and just doing wrestling things. How can I incorporate that more into the wrestling?
3: <laughs> and, then, and then, do you remember the matches when everything? we used to do the? You should do the test of strength, and you'll put your hand up. Yeah, 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 and you put it down, and then you put it back up. Well, I was doing the music. And I would stop playing this song again in the middle of the matches, and you could see her opponent was just like, "For fuck's sake, turn this fucking music off now, man!" Jesus. There's a couple of things well, I think I like the...
1: that... Sorry, go on, go
4: on. Uh, I was, but the crowd like loved it. Oh, and, like, they absolutely I mean, ate like, it up. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. MEW show where like that happened, like whoa, like it was ridiculous. We couldn't but, it was yeah. going? Sorry, it would go, go on, on
3: for about ten minutes, wouldn't it? Silly, a silly, silly amount of time. <laughs> what I.
1: I remember seeing it at an absolute show, probably the one at the, oh, I can't remember, probably at the Linskill, um, and it was like there's two things I think with what you said there, which are dead on. As soon as I saw it, I was like, the "Family crowd loves it." I was like, "But an adult crowd will love it even more," and that was that is true. That was true. Um, but the second one, I think, and it, that is kind of shows you the kind of wrestler that you you were or, or are and i know that was a little bit earlier on but it was kind of going okay i've got the entrance i've got them i've got that over what do i do next and, and how do i now turn that into something a bit more there are i'm not naming names because this is like this is this is wide in every industry ever of having a really good fucking thing and then going that's it that's 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 all i'm ever gonna fucking do like I'm, I'm good with that the best ones are the ones who then go okay how do i use this to then do this mm-hmm. and then go that yeah. really good idea that I ha- yeah. exactly and then having that in sh- sometimes shedding what is a really fucking good idea and going like you did when you turned uh turned heel was going thanks for that really good idea got me really over i'm now putting that to one side and i'm gonna go and get better in other ways or not that you weren't a bad wrestler anyway but i think that that kind of like the bravery that you think you had with that and then the ability to kind of pull things to to the next level was why it worked at north because i'm i think i'm quite famous at going i don't know what do you want to do that's why (laughs) you're like a
2: laissez-faire paul Heyman. Is the (laughs) best way to describe where you're just like go out there and kick ass i mean if you want it's you know (laughs)
1: I mean, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of other stuff that happens, like, uh, behind the scenes. Like, there's a lot of, like, talking and stuff. Me and Liam have had with uh, Irish and, and, and other people as well. We've had a lot of conversations about storylines, whatever. I like to think my, my thing is just going, nah, that's not a very good idea. Oh, that's a good idea. Go on in, do it. That's fine. Just do it. That's fine. But yeah, but I think, I think that was one thing with Liam, why Liam worked in North so well, is because of um, that ability to go right. How the fuck we got a good idea there? How do we make this a really fucking good idea, or how do we make this match something special? And I think that's a, that's an attitude that you've that you've shown for and pretty much everything that you've done. So there's there's some smoke blown up your ass.
4: Chill on. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Um, I don't know what
2: your status is now, Liam, in terms of like um, the wrestling side of things, at least. But is there anything that you would like to either still do or do again?
4: Uh, so in terms of where I am wrestling-wise, I'm very much doing it for for the passion of it mm. at the moment, I guess. Um, so I'm not looking to return to it in the same sense that I was in it before. Um, one, because I really like personal training. Um, yeah. It's funny, like after after the return match at North, and then I went back into the gym again, like the next the next Monday, and I had my first session. I, I like I was just as happy doing that as I was wrestling and th- at that moment I went I've got a really nice balance here I've got yeah. a really nice, nice balance of things I can do um, and it'd be really really easy to be like every weekend let's go to a show and let me cut down my hours in the gym so I can go training it's just not it, it's not a, a feasible point No balance is no, not really something well.
1: that's encouraged in British wrestling or wrestling at all which is uh, so to be able to have that I think is, is, is commendable
4: yeah, and, and like it's again, it's finding those bits that I do enjoy, it's finding those places that I do enjoy being and going, right, okay, how can I get the most out of those? So to answer your question, Tom, in terms of what I'd like to do, um I'm I'm still a little bit unsure on it really. Um like I'd like to enjoy it as much as possible. Um and I'd like to see what happens with it. Um if there's anything that anything that I could do again, it's it's not so much that I'd want to do it now, but to be able to go back in time and enjoy and take in some of those like early things that I did, um, and really like take that time to appreciate it. So, for example, like for, for the like the what culture stuff and the defiant stuff, like the amount of like names that like sometimes I sit there and I talk to people and I go like, oh yeah, like I, I wrestle and I wrestle quite a lot, and then to be like, oh yeah, I've like wrestled this person, this person, I've wrestled this person, I've got like man. At the time, I really didn't appreciate that. So mm. it's more of a case that uh, I'd like to go back and appreciate those in terms of now. It's just a case of uh, me enjoying it the most that I can, uh, yeah. getting the most from it, regardless of where, where I go.
1: I think it's a good base to work any kind of career off, not calling it a career, but if you can get the passion for it first, and then most importantly, which doesn't get talked about ever, balance and Having that balance in your life and being able to go, I'm going to do this for the enjoyment. Well, I think whatever comes after that, you know, will be, will, will you'll be able to enjoy it a little bit more. I do think there's a problem. Um, British wrestling is everyone there. I think. Yeah. I that. There. I think there's a problem with British wrestling at the minute, where <laughs> or just just wrestling where balance is not encouraged. You, oh, the oh, the ones, it's not the ones that succeed, but the ones that get used more are the ones who are slogging their fucking guts out. And it's almost used as like a yardstick. So if you're not slogging yourself to death, then I've got 10 other people that will be, so they're going to go ahead of you. And whilst it's difficult to understand as a promoter how best to, what yardstick you should be using, I don't know whether slogging yourself, certainly in these times that we're living in now, I don't know whether slogging your guts out is the right way to... You know, gauge who's who, who's more worthy of the opportunities. You know what I mean? Yeah,
4: yeah. I think mean, it's it's it is a it, it, that is in itself is a hard balance to find. Um, for me, in terms of people that I gravitate to, in terms of trainees, it, part of it does come down into that grafting, into that um, mm-hmm. into that dedication of yep. it, because you've got to put those reps in, and um, you've got to be willing to put yourself out there. But on the other side, I think that sometimes that if you have something about yourself mm-hmm. that shines through more and you might not have to do as much but you can still get those positions for me then i think that becomes the case if people do have something that's good about them how do they best put themselves into into yeah. good positions
1: Exactly. I'm going to duck out quickly, because we've got well, the uh, I've clock, got clap NHS, NHS clap. So we'll
4: keep it running. We'll
3: clap keep a the, clock. We'll keep the audio uh, recording. I'm going to keep the video recording. Just uh, yes. put your headphones down, get out your doors, okay. and we'll come That's back in about five last Remember okay. the border.
1: Okay. okay, see you in a oh,
3: second,
4: guys. Right.
2: Like I said. Pace and juice job.
4: Clearly I've started this early. I
3: had a mongo. So, there? Did it? Goes, uh, was it was the, right. was the, was the full Someone street? Someone doing up? bongos in the street. What's that? Uh, hang on. Mrs. is trying again to so put the decks out in front of the garage one week as like, It's not fucking happening.
1: Oh, it will be. <laughs> I guarantee you that's happening in like three weeks' time. When <laughs> Stop, <laughs> I didn't I hear clap dudes for you.
3: Before I start doing that, mate. I didn't
2: clap for you, Chop. <laughs> What's new? I clap <laughs> for everybody else. I clap for everybody else. It's, um... This isn't I for was... Chop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. Chop, try harder. Oh, <laughs> well, the one well, night I did send you a video, didn't I? Yes, you did. I've seen that. Very good.
2: Thank That's you, Jude's um, shop. It's a bit, um, I don't know whether it's the right word I'm using. It's a bit Orwellian, isn't it? Like, I'm Pavlovian, glad that we're doing yeah. it. That like The whole thing of like all our normality has changed. But the one thing that we, now we all do is we stand on our balconies and clap.
1: <laughs> it's weird. It's, very,
2: it's a bit Orwellian. It's a bit Pavlovian. And, There's a lot of uh,
3: weird stuff going on. I mean, no P.R.I.s, just give him a clap every Thursday. Thanks, for
2: <laughs> <right>, mate. <laughs> mate. We're paying you in our love.
1: <laughs> no yeah, pay, no, no extra pay, no P.P.E. Don't worry about it. You got a clap, don't worry.
2: <laughs> Chop, just, listen, mate. As soon as you find the cure, the sooner we can stop because my hands are hurting. So if you get to we get That's the closest
3: thing I'm finding the cure. I'll tell you. <laughs> Phil.
1: So where were we at? Nice. Yeah.
3: Do you want a funny Liam Slater? Yeah, story, a story?
1: I'd love a funny name. Li- I know we've got oh, one lined yes. up, but yeah.
3: Uh, so, absolute first ever show. Modern Bridge. Do you remember this, Liam? It was the King of the North Mate. tournament.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like a weird little venue, right?
3: Yeah. You're taking on Primate in the semi final.
1: That's actually my uh, daughter's middle school.
3: Really? Yeah. yeah. So you're taking on Primate in the semi final. You win and mm-hmm. Primate decides to beat the living shit out at the end yeah, yeah to give that you know he's got to try and win the final even though he's hurt so Drew says chop, you, can you do us a favour can you just go out and help Liam come back yeah no problem not a problem at all so I'm I'm, I'm trying to do my best are you alright mate can I help you up and all and this shit no, let's just put my arm over <sighs> hey, and trying guys. to take hmm. it out and Liam just goes watch out for the spear <laughs> the fuck did he just say? And then all of a sudden, Primate comes darting out with the curtains, fucking spear I, I just took him straight in the fucking primate I ain't fucking, I ain't for that life, mate. I tell you that right now. And I fucked up backstage. Yeah, as do no, you never do, do again, like Tell us the truth. <laughs> tell us what's happening, man. Right.
1: So, oh, <laughs> so. Um, um, well, I was also going to ask. Seeing as we're talking about absolute wrestling, there was there's a there's a story that we've mentioned on the on the podcast before. <laughs> uh, the Liam Slater and was it Ridgeway? Yeah, uh, in deep, yeah, yeah, yeah. deep nightclub.
4: Yeah, in Whitley Bay. Um, that I mean, that weekend was was something. That is probably one of my favourite <laughs> oddball weekends of wrestling. Um, so I, I can't really remember how much you went into with the story, basically, Absolute we were running a free night um, tournament. Um, one of the nights, and the Saturday, got cancelled for some reason, apparently. So promoter some promoter
3: had uh, it, it shitted sh, 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 sh on when said we didn't have insurance, so they had to cancel but.
4: Yeah, it. That never so, happens in
1: the county Durham area, does it? I wonder <laughs> who that was.
4: <laughs> um, which is a shame, but then also it meant that we all ended up going on a night out um, so in a hotel room there was me, Chris Ridgeway and um, Chuck Cyrus that had all been paired together I just knew Ridgeway, didn't really know um, Chuck at all really um, but we all sort of bonded and and really got on um, so yeah we, we went out to see the sights of, of Whitley Bay ended up in a, in deep mm-hmm. um, and had a super kick party had a super kick party proceed to do like looking back on it if, if anybody else have been like oh yeah we were on the dance floor we were like doing wrist reversals and you're like <laughs> jog on you fucking losers but, like, yeah,
1: you were in Willy bay though so it's fine
4: yeah. <laughs> um, Get away with it. standout moment with it uh primate clears clears the area um <laughs> clears the area around him and then proceeds to go into a worm but does like a backwards worm, so like jumps back into it, <laughs> and there's a lass that just walks by and he just drop kicks her, <laughs> it's class, oh, it just wipes her out, um, and then proceeds to do the worm um, as, <laughs> yeah. as Jay would. Um, and then on that night, um, we got back to the hotel room and decided to do a ghost hunting video, so there's three parts. I cannot find them. I wish, I oh wish I man. could find them on my Facebook. For whatever reason, I can't find the video. Well, funny enough, um,
3: it's this weekend.
4: Because in it my memories,
3: weekend? it's come up in my memories that it was uh, this oh, last sick. S- yeah, tonight was the night that was cancelled, so it might be tomorrow. Yeah, Facebook Live will come up on your memories. Wow. It mu-
4: if it, so, if it does. I I will send you them across, <laughs> or at least send you the ones that I have Right. Um, yeah, it just daft, we were rolling like around the corridors and, and running here, there and everywhere um, Yeah, it was a, a bizarre one uh, Something that I've never really told because it was just something that ended up happening On the Sunday, was it the Sunday or was it the Monday? On the Monday, once everything had done we were in Newcastle, just sort of wasting time before like as um, all those trains and stuff were coming we ended up in like a Weatherspoon's, and there was a guy who ended up coming over and chatting to us. Um, and he was a, an ex-military from somewhere. His nickname was like so. He was like, "Oh, everybody calls me so happy because I am so happy." <laughs> um, just this bizarre conversation, <laughs> and we were like, we were pitching this like ghost hunting idea to him, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm in." And we were like, "Yeah, but we need like." Fifty thousand to like get it on. He's like, yeah, let's do it. let sort of. This sounds amazing. Let's do it. Like it's so. Yeah, that was a bizarre moment. If he's like, listening, what the fuck is this guy?
1: <laughs> if he's, if you're listening, if, if
4: I ever, if I ever see so happy again, oh good lord, what a pop that'd be.
1: I reckon somebody must know who so happy is. That's not many names like that
4: No, like a Polynesian. Now. That'll be him now. <laughs> That's it. So happy he's here. See oh. that will
2: Vince.
1: <laughs> so I'm going to the
2: phone either who way. Found, found
1: that, was that was my you still got landline from the 90s.
2: <laughs>
1: breaking
2: chop has a landline. <laughs> it's like <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like something from like live and kicking. <laughs> and here is it's a, it's so happy. <laughs>
3: no, but what I got no, from that, that weekend is with the, with the three years it was like, it was mad because you could just see that camaraderie between the threes. Because obviously, you'd only just met Chuck for the first time. I wasn't sure about Ridgway yeah. if he'd met him before or not. But like, you could see Ridgway was having the absolute time of his life. You were. Chuck was. I remember Chuck on the Sunday was just like, I've had the best three days ever. I yeah. want to come up here more and more often. And he, he still texts us to this day saying, Oh, have a word, try and get us up. I'll say, oh, I'd love to get you up if I could. But it's just because he's so Chuck far is with. class. Yeah.
4: Yeah. It, he is. It's such a shame. And it, it, it takes it took an absolute to go. Yeah, let's bring him in. Yeah, like no
3: worries. He worked really well. But... He worked really well in absolute. Like, mm-hmm. did? Yeah, he did. But Ridgeway yeah. is another one who is a... It was. It's just so so good, man. It's, it's it's insane. I know he's having a bit. I don't know what. I, I don't know if you've seen what's mm. been going on, on Twitter, but yeah, I just hope that got everything's okay and, and he, he keeps doing what he's doing. If, if that's what he yeah. wants to do, you know, if he loves it.
4: Big fans of ridgeway's always been the person that I I have always looked at and gone like, if there was a. If there was a wrestler, if there was someone that I went, this is exactly what I want to be. It, it's Ridgeway. Like it, to me, he's like he's the epitome of cool. Um, he's the epitome of like just like charisma, and he's um, ten out
3: of ten for good looking. I mean, you? Jesus stunner. Christ, my
4: stunning dude?
3: He is. Yeah, it's a shame because
1: he was supposed to be on the show that was last weekend. Was it? Last summer. he was supposed to make his comeback. He's only ever been on one North show. Just never really. We're never really able to get it together, unfortunately. But yeah, yeah, he's quality. Like he's a really good guy as well. Really good dude. It's so, yeah. like yeah,
2: a more yeah. physically Absolutely. together Timothy Sorry. Thatcher, isn't he?
1: Yeah, I think so. Like, like, th- like, cause Tim- it-
2: like Timothy Thatcher's is amazing, and uh, it was funny to see him on NXT this week. But um he he has sort of this gnarled, grizzled veteran uh, stance about him. But also Ridgway's, quite Tim's handsome as well. Yeah, yeah, mm. very handsome with it, handsome yeah. boy with
3: it. But how mad is that though, right? But has uh, uh, got that kind of style. How mad is it that the 16th of April today, four years ago was the actual night they went and done the bloody ghost hunt? Is, is that just like the weirdest that's thing weird. that all of us have just Fear. done? A, that uh, is weird, you know? That
1: is weird. Crazy. I mean, right? it was, we planned it, that's what it was. It was like, four years ago, guys, oh, we, 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 we planned it. I'll tell you what, though. Can you
3: remember who you were wrestling on the Sunderland?
4: Um, <laughs> <laughs> Slamer? No, it, it it was it was originally on the on the Friday. Um, I want to say it was Howard. It was but Howard. Yeah, yeah, How get it, it before it was.
1: Yeah, I was going to suggest Aaron Jacobs. I'm a bit slow on the ghost
3: one though. I've got the card from the Sunday actually here. Only oh, four. go on, let's hear this.
4: Come on, I, I tell you what, like the, it's a class card. Like that tournament is, if it had come off, would have been fantastic.
3: Yeah. Well, um, there f- was the first round match was Zach Gibson versus Matt Myers. Oh, um,
0: nice.
3: There was a tag team match between, uh, or oh, was a four way? I'm not sure. Between C. J. Banks, James Drake, Mickey the Dragon, and Ian Robinson. Uh, and there was a there was just a normal match between Ricky J. McKenzie and Chuck Cyrus. The Ricky New J. Nation McKenzie. took on Wild uh, Bull Sam Gradwell. Ah, that's it. Is that, who that is, yeah. is, is it? Yeah, yeah.
4: Ah.
3: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a tag match between the New Nation and Wild Boar and Morgan Webster. That was insane. That, he was jumping off all sorts of things in there, Flash Morgan, man. That was crazy, that. Where, where was this at? That, that was one? at the NE6. I, I
1: came to this show. Um,
3: took on Chris Ray
1: you know, not do to say his name anymore.
3: Am I not? Yeah. Um, Chubba Chups took on the Chris Ray <laughs> uh, And then, obviously, it was the uh, main event. Oh, no, it wasn't. First round match. Sorry, I thought I said main event. Liam Lazarus versus H. D. Drake. That's a hell of a card, that. League. It is, yeah. Some that talent on that.
1: Night. What was the What was the second night?
3: Oh, that was, was the, the That oh. was the last night. I haven't got. Oh, the, okay. Yeah, uh, the first night because I haven't got it. Uh, I'm just looking through my memories on Facebook, and that's what popped up.
2: Second night was going to be um, Rock Hogan, Cena versus God, and. It was going to
1: be the best night ever, but then it just got cancelled. So. so, okay, Liam, so was that was absolutely the first time that you'd wrestled in the North East? Was that the first company? No. you um, you worked a lot?
4: So, Tidal had done some Darlington shows. It's funny, and like I, I've got a lot of time for Ian, who's the Tidal promoter, um, mm. but it, it worked out really nicely in that, obviously, they, they lost Eddie Kingston recently, which is a big shame. Um, mm. and they brought in Dan Maloney, who's a fantastic talent. But on the first set of shows that they did, Eddie Kingston had dropped out on those ones and I was like I was the person that they pulled in to fill that slot. So they could have done like Liam Slater replacing mm. Eddie Kingston again if they wanted to. Mm. But I'm pretty sure I'm the only person that actually knows about that or like actually knows that right. I was like meant to be the replacement. Um, uh... that was so that was a real fortunate turn of events where obviously Kingston dropped out last minute liggs had sent me a message because liggs was my friend at that point and was like looking out for me and, and got me mm-hmm. on quite a lot of stuff which i'm very grateful for um and he was like the title shows on tuesday can you make it and i was like mm, i'm meant to maybe work but give me a second and in my uni class i literally got walked out the door got on the phone to work and i'm like uh can someone cover my shift cool thanks went back in <laughs> again <laughs> sent a message like yeah i'm good for it um so tidal was the first time i was up in darlington and that's where i met um i want to say it was drew and mickey um that were mew guys and then they got me onto mew so mew was my first sort of step into northeast wrestling which then spread everywhere like i basically lived in newcastle
1: yeah i was gonna say because by the time that we started north back in 2016 and it was you versus damien dunn in our first ever match Mm -hmm. um it well first ever match in the Riverside. <clears throat> You'd been you everywhere. You ever in an office? Like it's certainly in like Newcastle. You're well established and well known yeah. as a local, as a local, a, a local face. yeah I've got you. Um, so you, yeah, you. Re- I've got the absolute wrestling the first night of the, of the of the, of the tour, and this it was Pilo, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. What a weird venue yeah. that yeah. one. Yeah, Pilo, Pilo, yeah. Upstairs, uh, Pilo Social Club. Uh, Liam Lazarus defeats Chris Ridgeway. Chuck Cyrus defeats Mihai. Uh, B. Jump uh, defeats H. T. Drake.
3: Who? Uh, how many? Th- oh,
1: How many times did you do that match? Because I'm sure I saw that match about five <laughs> times. Absolutely,
3: quite a few. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, New Nation versus the Coffee Brothers. Whoa! Um, so, hang on, you had like you were driving in different people for this three night tour. Oh, we just dropped like everybody. Three in different different fucking <laughs> like cars. Like just had money
2: Do you not remember that Martin. time when Absolute was owned by Tony Khan? Yeah. <laughs> Basically, what was happening here?
1: Then he had Martin Kirby uh, defeating Prince Amin. That would have been a good match.
2: Yeah, that would have been. A really yeah,
3: it was good class up.
1: And then uh, Rampage defeats Wolfgang. Big old Hoss match at the end. That would have been good. There you go. So anyway, back to Liam. Um, so Liam, when did you? Um, when was it that you left wrestling? I know that you done. I think the last match you had for us was Rory Coyle. I think it was ACL yeah, so, eleven. Is that way,
3: you walked through the crowd. It, yeah, I believe um, so. At the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah no, yeah,
1: you. Absolutely. No, you left. You left at the. Um, let's have a look. Uh, Storms here. That was Martina No it was NCL 12 And it was a really Really fucking good match Nobody prayed for me We'd we'd built that up As a um, A big Liam versus um, Rory Coyle match It looked like You were going to win as well Um, And then right at the end You leave And It was It was dubbed over But you Not dubbed over It was a subtitle And it was like You were like No I'm done That's it I'm done And I think that was the last. I think that was The
4: primate match Um, So in in terms of the way That it breaks down Um I stopped wrestling um, January, what would it be? 2018, I think. I'd I'd made the decision October time and I started. Pulling out and moving away from it around that point. So, if you look at that period of time, there's a lot of like loser leaves town, and like there is, yeah, yeah, quite so lose had- this match. Like, I retire um, primate against us in the,
1: in the January, loser leaves rise yeah. in the March. You then came back for the one match in September uh, against Rory Quill, and then that was it, as far yeah. as cage matches, yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously, in between those, you had World of Sport, uh, um, yes, which. Um, is that something that you look back fondly on?
4: um not not massively. Mm-hmm. Um so that was a case of getting a phone call again and going like we need some people for this, can you do it? And I was like, It's I T V, it's mainstream TV, like this is a, this is something that like I can forever be like, cool, i I did this, like I I made it to a good point. Um so I went, yeah, sure. Looking back on it, they didn't need me there. They, mm-hmm. they did not need me there in the slightest. Um, it just like I was just fodder and mm-hmm. excessive fodder that didn't really mm-hmm. need to happen. But I mean, you can look back on at the time once we when we finished the the set of tapings. I think everybody was on a massive high of like, this is mm-hmm. class, like this is this this is it, like we're, we're going against them. Um,
1: I remember seeing that first trailer that they put out. And it was like,
4: yeah. oh fuck, this looks amazing. Yeah, and it, it felt like a big deal. Yeah, and there's just a couple of like, there's just different things where it was like the booking of the show when you look, it I mean, just doesn't make sense. Um, and then the editing didn't help it, and I think it just lost steam. Yeah, um, and it was never really invested into properly, uh, which is a shame. But again, those things happen. Um, Mm-hmm. and it was it, it was hard because it was like they were playing on like oh yeah it's World of Sport but it's not World of Sport and it's nothing like World of Sport but here's the name it's World of Sport and remember Big Daddy and I remember Giant a but it's nothing like that but then there's a guy that looks exactly like Jane at Ice do you remember Giant A-Stacks but yeah, we're not yeah. doing that at all and it was just such a and yet
3: you were one of yeah, the wrestlers Daniel's who probably it, had that World of Sport product style
4: from... yeah so yeah like, like, I mean I, thing. Thing. yeah like I yeah it's I I could have easily done that style we could have done that style but instead it was like no we've got to go like American wrestling because this is what people know Um, Yeah, and it it, it It, was almost like like, um, a
2: a lot of people uh, it felt like a committee making decisions like it was there was was you want world of sport you want the name value of world of sport but you don't want the style of world of sport. You want it to be American style, but not too American. You want it to be, you want to have long-term stories, mm. but not too long and not too focused because we want casual people to come in. But when there's casual people come in, we want them to be invested. But therefore, we don't want to invest them too much because then you'll lose more casuals coming in. It felt like, you know, the, the old the old, fra- the old phrase is a camel that is a horse designed by committee. Yeah. Uh, th- then this felt like a wrestling company designed by committee with lots of different things to... Um, lots of different masters to appease and that I think yeah, was the big was. issue was that the case because I just I, that's what I got from watching
4: it yeah so the lads um, that put it together and were were like in front of uh, running it, it was a guy called Rob and like lovely dudes um, really nice really genuine um, and then there was the wrestling side out of it which is like um, Alex Shane and um, uh, Doug Williams was involved in being a producer and um, a couple of other people that were involved in that as well. So like there was a lot of good talent and there was a lot of good people that were involved in it. Um but then I think it it was the case of it going higher up and I think it just it lost its way. Um and I, I think like if you look at the NXT UK products, I think they've done a, a good job on going there's some talent that we're establishing. Uh and it was that I think for them that was a bit more of a long term thing whereas the world of sport it just felt like it was like let's get this ten weeks out. let's yeah. go. Um,
1: and I wonder whether that was a case of like because they didn't have a product to start off, but this was literally going in from scratch and going right. Like Tom was saying, it's going to be this like mishmash of like different things. Is going to be... basically we wanted to get gladiators fi- uh, figures watching it, but we want to do a wrestling show, and it's kind of <laughs> it was it was a bit like the old wrestling shows that were happening around 2005 that uh, on on the british scene and like all american wrestling type stuff and i think they didn't, they didn't yeah. have it a product felt like
2: that you wanted to um it was one of those where like wrestling fans like and, and i feel really bad slightly because i love the fact that it even was a thing that happened i love that we got to that point where like wrestling was on saturday Saturday even to get and I was I was excited about it, and I still have like the idea that we're now getting back to that point where British wrestling is is almost a, is a, is mm. becoming a thing again. Drew McIntyre potentially up for Sports Personality of the Year on the BBC. Is Drew McIntyre is the first British heavyweight yeah, freaking yeah. champion. What? Yeah, there's talk that, like we have a British heavyweight wrestling champion. Yeah. Five champions in the WWE are from Scotland right now. But if he loses it?
3: If he loses the title, he's from Scotland. He's got he's from Scottish <laughs>
2: Absolutely. Andy, Andy, Murray, Andy Murray. Andy Murray of wrestling. And, um, Miserable cunt. He, he, he is our Andy Murray. Come on, Murray. But I love the fact that that happened, and it frustrates me when I, when I, when I insult it, because I don't want to. Because uh, it, it, it just felt like wrestling fans weren't invested because it felt very watered down from what they know. Non-wrestling fans, and I watched the Twitter, non-wrestling fans came in and went, what is this garbage? Can you yeah. not just play Midsummer Murders? And it's it, and and that was what you're up against. See, therefore, you're trying to appease everybody, and you end up appeasing nobody. And NXT, on the other hand, is it has it has a product that's already established on its own channels. It's doing its own thing, and it's kind of sort of it's it's kind of gone in and gone. This is our product. Take it or leave it. To BT Sport, And BT Sport have gone. All right, we'll take it, and then from here we'll see what happens. But it was a shame. I really, really wanted Wilder Sports to succeed because only and selfishly because I see like. Like yourself and like Howard and and Kirby and, was on and it, Ollie, yeah. all yeah. appearing on telly, going, "That's my mates, yeah. there's my mates on telly, come on lads!" Like you, like I'm, every week I'm going, "There's my boy, there's my guy, there's the lady, there she is, there he is." It was Ace, and I want that feeling again. Like I, I think, I think, looked, I think bad, up the bad,
1: the bad thing about wrestling is in mainstream culture, it's got one chance and that's it, and then once it's yeah. fucked, like. You got another ten years before it gets another chance again, or however many years. Well, no, no, and I, I, think
2: I, I, I don't know because I, I've seen a TV lot of in
1: TV terms, they do. I think in term, mm. like ITV oh, yeah. giving them a contract, like, you know, like British wrestling. Let's say then, because I guess AEW still on ITV is definitely an audience for it. There mm. WWE's on BT, but it has to be this fully fledged all singing, all dancing, We're like on here,
3: here it is. <laughs>
1: like well, you know what I mean? It has to be this thing, no, where it's like it has to be here and ready, and I don't want to spend any time getting over maybe the kinks. Like AEW was ready to go from yeah. day one pretty much and it's had a lot of money spent to it. The World of sport needed I don't know what it well, I know what happened. Did you do any of the live dates with them, Liam, or not? No, no, I didn't no, do any it, of the live dates. N- Nah, because that was actually, I think, a relative success, and I think off the back of that, with wrestling, knowing wrestling, doing live shows, understanding your product, seeing what works, then putting, trying to translate that to TV. I think that might have been a better way of doing it, but I don't, I don't, I just don't think they had the the room to breathe. Going back to you though, Liam, like at that time, what was happening with you? If you're if you're okay talking about it, and yeah,
4: what was it? So, um. So, was like, there a pinch
1: point where you thought, right, fuck this, like, I'm done?
4: Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of like personal stuff that was going on around that time that had, that had led me to feel like I needed to step away from wrestling. Um, but at the same point, I'd I'd become fatigued with it, and I, I almost had a bit of a choice of going, Whoa, what can I, what can I do in this current situation that I've been that, I've, that I'm in? Mm. Um. so I, it was a case of going oh fuck it I'm just going to have to come away and at that point like I was burnt out I realised that now that mm. I was completely burnt out with it that I had lost a lot of passion for it that I didn't know what I wanted to do with it um, that I didn't know where I wanted to go and that I was stuck in this sort of like middle ground of like oh baby face cheery like oh I do this dancing stuff but I actually really enjoy this side out of it and I much enjoy the serious side but I've almost got a be fluid between them, which again comes to this: appeasing everybody and getting nowhere, which yeah. is what I felt like I was doing. Is that like I was a solid hand, but like I wasn't wasn't really going anywhere with it. Um So at that point, it was a case of going: I'm just gonna, I, I'm gonna have to step away from it. Really, um,
1: was it a wrench? So to do that? Just... Was it difficult to do that?
4: Oh yeah, yeah, massively. Um, mm. it, it was a real. It was a, a struggle mentally to go. I'm going to have to step away from a lot of people that I'm friends with, um, mm-hmm. a lot of things that define me because, like, like I'm a, I'm a wrestler. This is this is what I do. Like, this I, is I social am, life that's
1: attached to it as well, isn't there? Like oh, going 100%. shows and chatting, or even like an online, like just chatting in. WhatsApp groups and Facebook Messenger groups and stuff like. That. Like if I was all of a sudden walk away from wrestling, I think there'd be this huge social side of it that would just go like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah. Um, which must have been the, must have been a struggle.
1: Like,
4: yeah, definitely. Um, which is where like personal training came in quite handy. And like I'd, around that similar time, like I'd made the choice to move to a different gym. Uh, and luckily, the team there was fantastic, and we we were actually a, a team of personal trainers, which meant that I had a lot of like support around me rather than a lot right. of backstabbing like, stabbing, which you see in like the fitness uh, community. Um, mm-hmm. So that was that almost like filled in that spot, and like I've got friends from for life that are from like a personal training background now um, that have nothing to do with wrestling. Um, so. Then there was the opportunity to do the World of Sports stuff, but being honest, I wasn't in the right headspace for it, and I was like, oh, I don't really know what to do with it. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't go into it particularly feeling good about myself.
1: I think uh, we chatted about it like a little bit, because we yeah. obviously you, you had the Rory Coyle match just after that run as well, and I think I remember speaking yeah. to you about, not like, obviously that, but then the World of Sports stuff, and I remember kind of thinking, oh no, this, I'm not sure this is going to be... Because obviously I, like, the whole time... Ask anybody, like I was like, I just it'd be great for Liam to come back because I think Norths always been on the main, filled with people that I really really enjoy working with. Um, but there was, I remember that last match of Rory Cole. That was definitely different. Like you were very much like, even though you know you've got a lot of people who you're friends with in the locker room, and they were all like, "Come on, stay, stay." It was like you were very much like, "Nah, like yeah." I,
4: like, I, I, I was pretty sure that. The Rory one was like my yeah. last one where I was like, nah, I'm." I'm out. There was, there was two, there were bits with it where I didn't feel comfortable coming back into it for various mm-hmm. reasons. Um, from uh, from trying to appease people and then not getting yeah. anywhere with it, that yeah. I was just like, you know what, I don't, I don't need this in my life. Which is where I sort of made the choice to then. When I came back into it, I went. Actually, you know what? I'm going to do this a little bit more by what I want to do with it and what I feel passionate about and what I want to get from it.
1: It's a really good, a really good place to come from.
4: You've kind of
2: reached sort of a a kind of wrestling Shangri La, really, because (laughs) you 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 now are at a point where, and I know, obviously, current circumstances make. The following statement not as not as powerful but you're in a situation where you are doing your own thing and you're doing a job that you enjoy and a job that you love more than anything else and, and then there's wrestling there and you have cultivated so many strong friendships and you haven't burned bridges as you've gone and you to the point where you can dip in and dip out as you wish mm-hmm. and do that mm-hmm. and do something you love so do the, just do the stuff you want to do and then Come away again, and if a year goes by and nothing comes up that really, you know, tickles your pickle, then you haven't got to do it. And if three things come in a year, that's amazing. If four, if one, whatever, that's a really blessed position to really be in. When you,
4: break I'm together. in an extremely fortunate position, and I'm I'm extremely lucky to be in a position where I have people like Andrew that think so highly of me, and like other people that think highly of me, um, that it's it's allowed me to do that thing because. I realise and I recognise that I now don't put in as much graft as I did when I was wrestling full time, and there is part of me that goes: Should I really be allowed to to do that? Should I be like, should, like? And again, this is where like we were talking earlier on about that debate of like, mm. well, who gets who gets those points? And for me, I think one of the reasons why I took that massive step out and went right, I'm I'm out, is because I didn't want to be that person that sort of like. I never wanted to become that person that only did like one show every like three months because that was the only place that he was getting booked and it was like he's still hanging on but like he's way way but I was like if I'm out I'm out yeah. like, I'm I always want to be rising um which is where now I'm fortunate and like say we like rise as well, where it's like, I'm just fortunate mm. to be in a position where I've been able to do things. I
1: think that, I think that, uh, I think that gives that that testament to the work it. that you have already done though. Like Absolutely. that's a testament yeah. to the work that you that got you to that position because the look, let's be frank about it. There's a plenty of people who have taken a year off, two years off, come back and people have been like, okay, good. What would you come back for? Um, and in fact it's more often than not that that happens at the level that we're all at i would say but yeah. for, to, to get the reaction of people where people are like yes okay cool we still fucking care about Liam Slater," i think that's you know i think it's credit to obviously not only yourself but I think it's credit to everyone else that you'd worked with in the promotions that oh, absolutely uh, and I, but but again, that then just comes back to credit to yourself in the in the fact that you're able to work in that way. Um, there's a lot of people who burn themselves out, but as Tom alluded to, burn bridges as well. Um, so to be able to come back with just the, the you know the good grace of everyone going and it made it made me think about kind of my own position in in wrestling because I'm not a full time promoter. I'm very much a part time promoter, but probably working full time hours. Certain levels, but it does make you start to think: Should you be slogging your guts out? Because there was definitely a part of last year which I've talked about before, where I've been in the same position as as you, where I was like, "Fuck this!" Like, I am not getting what I'm putting into uh, this. I fucking I got very bitter about um, not bitter, that's wrong. But I got very down on the whole experience, and and luckily, after you know, good good people around us and, and and a couple of really good shows off the back of it it was like actually yeah i'm gonna do this at a much more manageable um less kind of mentally taxing route if that makes sense i'm not gonna put yeah. pressure on myself basically
4: like i like, again like i was in a super fortunate position that like i was like wrestling like full-time pretty much that um i was in a really fortunate position of like wrestling pretty much every weekend and having yeah. a lot going on um but yet I was jealous but yet I was bitter about people doing really cool things and I yeah. wasn't I wasn't being productive in that side of things, I was just looking at other people and going why are they doing that why are they getting to yeah. do that, why are they going to Japan why are they going to Germany and, not, and then not taking any initiative myself from it yeah. um, and so I had no reason to be bitter and angry about it but then I also didn't change the circumstances that I was in until I went right okay I'm gonna I'm going to come away from this because I didn't really didn't really know what else to do from that
1: point I think a lot of people do that as well where they like I I, I challenge anyone who says that they don't promote uh, through to Mr. DJ in the corner where they see people doing well. And I don't, I'm not saying that you, people aren't happy and I am happy for other promotions. I like love seeing other promotions doing well. Love seeing other people I'm happy well.
2: for you. I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish.
1: But are you t- telling me that when someone's doing something that you, is, is in your... i must say this happens all the time, but there's, I was in this situation exactly the same where I saw other promotions, other promoters getting these opportunities, doing well, working hard and blah, 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 where I was like, I'm so glad that they're doing that, but fuck me, looking at myself in the mirror, I should be doing that. I'm the honest yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And then but then it, but
2: that's, that's a conversation you have with yourself, but it's yeah, not a conversation you've always beat yourself up. Because I've, I've been there with, with stuff that I've done, and it's it's tough sometimes when you see people like get breaks that you feel like are yours, but then I've yep. been on the receiving end of that where I've had people be upset with me for the same reason, and that's made me take stock and go... No, it's if 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 they've gone for them and not me, it's just not my time right now, and it's not my place. And, and you That's grind it. and you find a new way to go, and, uh, and you can't get bitter and angry about that sort of thing because oh. zero good comes of it. You just you give yourself ulcers. I you I, really
1: I, I totally agree, and I speak to a lot of wrestlers, um, a lot of wrestlers who are very quick to beat themselves up, beat other people up, and not then just go. Hey just concentrate on, 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 on yourself and concentrate on the positive things that are going on in your life and if there are changes that need to be made which come on as a personal trainer as well there's no denying that changes do need to be made at times and people need to be honest with themselves but it's doing it in a way that is manageable and it's doing it in a way that is not just only manageable physically and, and logistically but mentally I think more than anything else there's too much beating up, certainly in the wrestling scene I be mean, Twitter for one is toxic as all shit like and I think I'm hoping that you've come back into wrestling into a similar mindset. I think that that came back, and not that I ever really left into promoting and going. No, like I'm going to preserve my own path, and if it's different to somebody else's, brilliant. Like because it's very much my own, and I think yeah, I think that's similar to you.
4: Yeah, personal training really gave me. Um it made me like a better person in a sense Mm. of with the team that I was involved in and the education that I did around it in terms of like goal setting and like values and and all those sort of things that I went right who actually am I what do I actually want like where do I actually want to go with stuff it stopped me from beating myself up and it's almost something that I wish would be more prevalent in wrestling in terms of like what are your goals? Like, what do you want to achieve? How do you want to go about doing that? Like, realistically, if we're looking at like smart goals, um, yeah. which is like specific, measurable, um, attainable, uh, realistic, and time based, yeah. realistic is a, a real thing. Like, if you're coming into wrestling and you, you're 40 years old, are you really gonna? Is it realistic to think? Well, why am I not being booked on everything? And why am I not at WWE in the same way? Like, if you're, if for my example. If I'm a white dude that sort of has a beard and is in fairly decent shape, is it really realistic for me to think, yeah, I'm definitely going to stand out in front of everybody else, or like, do I have to do something different to make mm-hmm. that happen?
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
4: Um, so, what was when you
1: came? So, when you came back, what was it? That, what was it in your life, I guess, which I think is what you kind of certainly allude to, where you went? You know what? I've still got time for this. I've, I still, this is something that I still have a passion for. Um, I'm gonna. Was it was it simply shreddy and that match, or was it a different change in, was the you know, I know we've touched on quite a lot um, of that already, but
4: yeah. So I think I don't think I would have done it if it wasn't for that like initial like push into mm-hmm. it. Um, I think I would have still like sort of, like kept a little bit of a distance out of it. I think mm-hmm. like home wise, I'm very much not. I don't want to say settle like I'm settled, but I'm very yeah. much like in a very good space around yeah. it with. Uh, with Ella who's massively supportive um, and it has been a, a real good influence on me We've yeah. been in a better place with Sienna, yeah, my daughter where it's like, yeah. okay cool, now I have a balance out of this and so now I have to go, actually no, I need a weekend, two weekends where I can make sure that I see her um, yeah. which has made saying no to things easier because I've gone, actually no, I don't, I don't have time to do that uh, in yeah. the same way that there was a show recently where I got a message like pretty much last minute um, about, oh, can you do it? And I was like, no, because I've got plans this weekend,
3: yeah. which
4: has been a complete change. But then again, it's at a point where I don't need to do those things. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think it was just home life became a bit more comfortable. Um, I felt a bit more settled in like my personal training role where I was like, cool, like I can now... I don't have to have the weekend as a chance to like rest and recover. I can do different things.
1: That's really cool, and I think um, yeah, like in these times that we are living through now, I think like that truth and that honesty. I think your promo, which was incredibly truthful, and uh, you know, I think you were not scared in kind of admitting to your past mistakes or admitting that you had you'd gone through some stuff. Um, and had to learn from it like for me personally I, I'm, I'm all about learning from your mistakes it's like obviously you will do things that you're not massively uh, that you look back on and you know oh fuck I shouldn't, have, I shouldn't have behaved that way but I think the honesty in which you came out and was like look this is what I did this is how I thought this is how I've gone to remedy it this is how I've gone to do this and this is where I am now and I like I've, I've got a lot of a lot of time and a lot of respect for for you for you doing that, um, especially in wrestling, because I think it's dead easy for people to really like hang you out to dry for any any mistake anyone makes or any kind of shortfall. Or and they shortfall never
3: forget about it, do they? Always <laughs> <have to laughs> keep fucking talking at it. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think that's true. I think that's true. So yeah. So I think I think continue keeping that honesty and like sticking to your your principles that you've you've outlined quite um, quite firmly there. I hope more people end up doing that. I think the majority of people in British wrestling are part time. Um, I know that um, Jamie Screwface tweeted something. I'm not sure on the timing of it, but I think the sentiment of like, having a, having another plan, having something else to fall yeah. back on, I think is right. I think I'm not sure the timing is kind of like forced that down people's throats at the minute. And not not again talking about. Yeah, mental I think health it's one of that.
2: them things where like you know, with all this all that's gone on, the last thing you want to hear is yeah. oh, have you got a backup plan. Like when it's like, it was like when yeah. I got stuck on a train once and somebody said you should take driving lessons <laughs>
1: that's,
2: great. that's yeah. a real brilliant help yeah. right yeah. now that's yeah. an amazing help you say it.
1: Yeah. there's a bit of it I think there was a little bit of that where I'm kind of like uh, there is an element you can't we can't start to the people who have gone 100% and gone out being full time wrestlers regardless as to whether they live with their mums or they've taken a massive fucking loan out to do it or they're lending and borrowing or they're lying about it who gives a fuck right the commitment to doing that is all, should also be as admired as the person who has a backup plan, or the person who is operating at a capacity that in which keeps them healthy and sane, and and yeah, yeah. So I, I think, I think in this period of reflection, I think I think Liam's story has been it, it is certainly a, a
3: really very inspirational for people. Yeah, definitely.
4: Yeah. I hope yeah. so like a, a big part again why I sort of like why I came back into wrestling is what I touched on earlier is like is the training and, and helping people develop. Um, and to to go along with your point there, I think you've got to reflect sometimes in terms of what is doable for you at that moment in time. Yeah. So me when I'm eighteen Fuck yeah, I'm going everywhere. Like I I missed my graduation because I was in a car going up to Scotland <laughs> to do some All Star dates. Genuinely, no word of a lie. People were on stage in the robes, shaking hands with Patrick Stewart and I was because Patrick Stewart was a guy from wow. He was like the Stewart. hang on. Yeah, he was like the University Huddersfield for Huddersfield. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and I was I was in a car going up to Scotland to Craig Tara. Um That's- but like at that point i'm going i was going full in for it at this point now mm. no and i think people have to find out you'd have gone was- a met card now wouldn't you yeah
2: been- <laughs> well <come laughs> um
4: i did i did i'd done different things at uni i think um mm. if i'm looking back on that point um so to take ukw for example there's a, a mix of people there where there's some young lads um that i'll touch on quickly there's a the lad named Leon Slater no relation I've mentioned him a couple of times he is ju- I think he's 16 at the moment so the, the legality thing with it give him a few years and we will all be sitting here going like fuck me Leon Slater's fucking good um, so you we could do like a dad and son
1: tag team in North couldn't we we could definitely do that or
3: like, <laughs> or like a Gene and Arnison sort of deal couldn't we <laughs> <it?
4: laughs> yeah okay. um yeah, honestly like he, he, unbelievable then there's a lad named jet marshall as well who's um who's class um uh, just a real good talent um to speak on the person that we weren't mentioning earlier on if you're looking for like a, this sort of like rascal character like it, it mm-hmm. he's there um there's a lad named alice Bark as well who's fucking class and these are young lads that are all like i'm like go for it do your stuff do you stuff yeah um but then there's a guy That's called the time um, to do it, right though exactly the time then there's a yeah. guy called tommy dylan um who is an older guy at ukw who has got kids that come with him to the training session and he's fantastic he's a really enjoyable like i've really enjoyed working with him for him he enjoys doing the shows there like he enjoys his time he, he gets a lot out of the shows and past me might have looked on that like in a bit of a negative light now i'm like this is fucking cool like yeah, yeah. he gets to go out there do his stuff enjoy himself his kids love it like what a fantastic opportunity, what a fantastic thing to do.
1: Exactly. I think when I was a musician I think that was the same thing. I looked I used to look at people who were like in their mid thirties in in um cover bands and think,
3: oh, what are you doing? Oh <laughs> now I'm like,
1: I'd fucking love to do that in the garage with my mates. <laughs> are you joking? Like like but yeah, I think there's a time and a place for everything and I think what's been really, really, really interesting talking to you, Liam, is Again, I've said it before, but it's just that scope on view of wrestling, I think. And I think it's important to, um, for a promotion like ours who's you know in somewhat in the spotlight to be able to say, like, you don't have to be fucking going hell for leather. Like, I don't want people to be fucking killing themselves. Burn
3: themselves up. Nah,
1: no way. Like, no way. Um, so I think, I think we'll just we'll end the whole like a journey through like Liam at North and, and came back with is there any matches that you can remember that you've had at North which have really like stood out for you as enjoyable or um, is there any particular people that you've worked with at North I know that you're close with Shreddy and or well, Recoil and, and people like that but is there any, anything else that stands out for you
4: yeah so in terms of like a couple of like bigger matches that I enjoyed uh, the one with Rory was really enjoyable mm. that was cool one um, the one against Primate um, yeah. which is the the birth of John Fall as well. Yeah. Which I I, I love that fact. Um, yeah. in that clip you can sort of see oh, me just it. wandering oh, out of frame. Um so I enjoyed that one. I felt like the, the tag match where I turn on Dom um, was a
1: that was cool. Was
4: like a night. Yeah, that was a good one. I think all those matches to me stand out because it was a chance to be creative with yeah. wrestling. And try some different things and, and and put some different ideas into place. Uh, what is a shame is that Dom didn't find his Porky York character. I that know he finished up with because that would have just, like he was nearly there. He was ju- he was just sort of like touching on it. And I think we were end.
1: all in different headspace at that time. And I think we were probably quite yeah. hard on Dom. I think um, and I I'd, I'd say that to Dom now as well because he's such a lovely bloke. Like absolutely, um, but he and he he had there's just something with him at the time where it was like it's just not quite there um but he had something and then it wasn't until about a year and a half ago I see him do Porky Walker um rise and I was like you I was like fuck I missed it as soon as he like, did it I, I saw him
4: backstage and I was like this this thing that you've just done now yeah. use it go with it like just run with it do it so um, so we did so it we, we did it, a, it
1: sorry go on, sorry you broke the like,
4: and that's um it's something that i look at in terms of like i'd like to think that i've helped like rory developers who yeah. he is and like in bass Band when he was around yeah. uh shreddy primate like i think there's a lot of people in the northeast that like i wouldn't say like i'm nowhere near training but i think i've had a fair input into who they you've are definitely been a like, sounding nice board yeah, you've
1: yeah. Definitely been, you're have definitely a really good sounding board in that respect um yeah i remember i, I was i was gonna say we did it we, we recently did or a couple of weeks ago we did a uh, ncl3 were in this together um uh watch a lot like watch through like directors commentary yeah, yeah. thing and it was the one where dom came out and hadn't told anybody that he was going to wear basically danny o'dotty's coat <laughs> and had a rose yeah. in his mouth and i still remember the bit where i'd i think i'd been talking to somebody else came at the back and i was like is dom doing a promo and he's like, yeah i was like where the fuck is he What's going on? And then that, that actually ended up becoming the Poker York. So there is yeah. there is a lesson in that where it was like, oh, fuck, right? I should have, at that point, I should have known to have just dragged that out a little bit. But yeah,
4: yeah. But he, he didn't know a, where he was with that either at that no. point. He was just sort of like trying things. Okay. Um, would, and again, you try things and sometimes they stick and sometimes they, they don't stick.
1: The great thing about wrestling though, that it, is that, is that Absolutely. risk that we always take and go like,
4: oh, shit,
1: is this going to go over?
4: Going to Welly with the Boys and going like, let (laughs) me try this. That could have gone shit. And then I I don't think I'd be sat here talking to you because that spawned a lot of things for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Yeah. it did. Um, But yeah, I think my favourite time, well, my favourite period of time with Liam was obviously the start. And that that Sons of laid Don Black. Because that was the first time we ever tried any kind of like, longer form storytelling i think more than anything else it was like teasing turns and then when you did that when i think it was i think it might be the ncl six i think when you turned and it was just like i think that was when i really really got the bug and was like nobody nobody saw that coming at all that was fucking great but yeah it was it was it was great it was very very good so i think we've come to a natural conclusion I want to say thanks, Liam, very much for being on here. It's been a little Thank while that like, we've had you in, in the in the in the pipeline, as it were. I've um, been begging we, to
4: come on since number one. I know.
1: <laughs> you know, we never get. All right, it. Now, fine. You're
2: on now. It's fine now
1: with the powers of the internet and and Corona, like we've been able to. <laughs> the
2: powers of Corona.
1: <laughs> we've been able to get the logistics <laughs> right, rather than get you up in a car up from Leeds. We've got you. We've got you here. So yeah. Amazing. So, I, th- I think on that note, we'll say thank you very much. I hope everyone's keeping well out there. You can catch us, North underscore NCL on Twitter and Instagram. North hold on, hold on, hold
3: on, hold on. we just finishing late that, mate. We've got Hello. questions, have on... we? We haven't got any fucking questions. Have any questions? No, I've, I've If you, I've if you do send on.
2: questions through, let's sit down next Let week Let's do a question special.
1: Let me have a look on Instagram. Hang on a minute. Because I can only get one on my phone. Uh,
4: this is going to be a while little... Andrew's looking for um, questions oh we have I, we have I, oh. Oh,
2: okay we have got questions
1: sorry go ahead.
4: I Ian. appreciate the time um, that people have listened to this because I realise yeah. I have rambled in points so I massively appreciate anybody that's gone through listening oh, to this no. and, and also massively appreciate anybody that's invested their time into me as a wrestler because like again that's something that I didn't recognise beforehand and now I look back on and go there was a lot of people that spent a lot of time and effort in in me, so yeah. If you've listened to this, thank you. I appreciate. To be fair,ly like since
3: I've uh, started in, in absolute and that backstage, like you're one of the like the, the the genuine people to go to to speak to. Yeah, uh, I always remember setting up a telly, and you were the first one there to watch every single match on the show oh, that anyone, was class anyone was came fantastic. backstage and you were just wanting to give them as you wanted to help and, and that to me is what goes for and is what I noticed backstage with people and I always think yeah, there's certain definitely. people who, 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 who 100% are so genuine and want to make the business better than what it is and you're exactly one of them who does absolutely, that so. absolutely absolutely yeah, yeah, very
1: much, um, right. and I think that was one. Questions. That's why I was really happy. Just to, just to put the the, the full stop, and that, that's why I was uh, one of the main things I was happiest about was having Liam's like wrestling mind back in the locker room because I think it gave everyone a lift, mm-hmm. um, and being one of the originals, you know, it, 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 I I prefer to have people like Liam about. So there you go. All right. So Cheers, questions. Guys. We haven't really got any questions. There isn't any. I thought there was. Uh, the only ones that we had were the ones like uh, who would be the person you would bring in from the list of future endeavours <laughs> WWE style. And
2: so it bloody begins. <laughs> like, and that was... <laughs> oh, you know are we bringing you know in Drake that? Maverick Bowers?
1: Do you know who asked that question? Was it... Screwface screw Ahmed. Well, he should know better. He <laughs> should. No, but I think, I think maybe a little bit of a quick word on how does everyone think about... And there's no nothing else going on in wrestling at the minute. Howard Finkel oh. died.
3: Bless. Oh God, yeah, that was horrible. Yeah. And yeah. he was the voice of your childhood, that. He's he the
2: voice was. of wrestling. Yeah. I think mm. was. Absolutely, the voice of wrestling. Yeah. Um, the uh, the but it's been a it's been a woolly twenty four hours. That's why I've got the bags under my eyes because we've been dealing with all this. What was it you nicknamed it Tom? Oh. It, a bloodbath yeah. is what it was <laughs> in WWE. A bloodbath. Thirty plus. Uh, WWE superstars and staff let go within the space of a couple of hours, and this—I don't think it'll like, end. No, this isn't think, it. This isn't just—and—and and the thing is, right? This isn't just like Brenda from accounts and a few others. Like we're talking Rusev, Kurt Angle, the Good Brothers, like Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, <clears throat> Drake Maverick, Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins, Heath Slater, has been there for sixteen. Flipping years. Mike Kyoda, who's been a, wreck that was a for thirty one years. I
3: thought Mike...
1: that was the most shocking one was Mike Keyoda, was like,
3: oh. For me Fit Finley huh? was a shocking one for me because I thought yeah, he's yeah. the one who, who produces all the girls backstage and yeah. you can tell when when it's a Fit Finley match. For yeah. him to go there that doesn't make much sense to me that one.
2: It's, it's a difficult just, one, isn't it? Because phenomenal, phenomenal. Phenomenal.
1: They're In obviously the all pathway, independent contractors. And their current contract is with WWE. And there's that whole conversation going on to then cut the contract off. <sighs> are
3: they going to just... bring them back in three months once the corona dies down? Or, you know, is it just one of them? Well, the Not producers are
2: on furlough. So yeah. if they, presumably, they if they wanted to, they could bring the producers back. Yeah. They're on is that furlough? producers, is
1: that all the producers? Or is that the ones like Fit Finley and Share, uh, the, the,
2: the, From what we understand, the producers that are on furlough, that, that have been let go on furlough, are Finley. Lance Storm, Mike Rotunda, Shane Helms, Scott Armstrong, Pat Bunk, uh, Pat Buck, Sarah Stock, Sean Devary, and Billy Kidman. Uh, see, so that, those are the that's being placed team, on
1: furlough is a lot different. Though. It's different. Yeah, yeah, a lot different because it means that they'll be able to claim lost earnings. Well, I don't all know if the other, same over in USA. The, all
2: the wrestlers are independent contractors, so it's like yeah, it that's a different players. thing.
1: And they're definitely getting rid of the ones that they don't use that much.
3: I'm going to be good when I can't watch a No Way Jose match again. Like, it's just, <laughs> you know what I mean?
2: But it's weird because it's, it's like, it's, it was, it's what's shocking job, about man. this one is that there are people, you say that, but there are people on this list who were on Monday Night Raw this past week. Yeah. You know, like, no Way No way Jose, like the story with No Way Jose is he travelled on a plane on his own, he got a bus on his own to the performance centre because there was nobody else travelling on these particular forms of transport. He had this match against Bobby Lashley which, Traveled all the way back, and then got let go.
3: Same with Sarah right. Logan. <laughs> Sarah Logan got destroyed off... Uh, who would she get destroyed off again? Shayna Baszler. Shayna yeah, Baszler. So. For what? She was on Monday. In
2: mean? She was it's... gone. Uh, Gallows and Anderson were on basically a WrestleMania main event.
3: The
4: a best match of the year. Show. Yeah. Yeah. A phenomenal uh, match. See, I preferred the Firefly match, if I'm being honest. Oh. Anyway, yes. beside the point. I'm...
1: Are we going to get into oh, a debate I mean, with, like, with all people. Of the people? No, because 300 other podcasts uh, are talked
3: about. It, we had two it's
4: weeks not a told. match. It was a segment. <laughs> not a match. Who cares? It was fun.
2: Quiet down. It's fantastic. AEWFan133 w- on Twitter. <laughs> uh, you found me. <laughs> uh, Rusev was a sad one. EC3 mm-hmm. was a sad one. Yeah. They're all sad ones. You but look every one of them, them like,
1: has been underutilised, though. Every fucking single yeah, one. They, yeah, exactly.
2: Uh, and there's, a, there's a, there is a couple in there that have been... Calling for a release for a long time, and, it just, you, yeah. and people and people have gone. Well, you should be happy because they got their release. Well, yeah, but they've released them in the middle of a freaking pandemic, so it's not <laughs> like they can like debut on impact on Wednesday because there might not even be an impact on Wednesday. Like that's the bit that gets me is people going. Oh, um, and also the the other thing that's that's ground my gears on this over the last couple of hours. has been people going, what? Why? Why are they sad? Why are they miserable? They've got money. It's not about making money. Like, somebody was getting on to Drake Maverick saying, oh, mate, look at you crying. There's people who've lost businesses. It's like, because Drake Maverick has money in the bank, he's not allowed to be sad that he's lost his dream job, Also, according to people on Twitter.
1: You don't know that. He might be fucked with his eye, up, exactly. up to his eyeballs in
2: fucking debt.
1: <laughs> Nobody knows how well. these
2: people are spending their money. Ric Flair always said if I made 20 grand, I spent 30. So like yeah. it's like a lot of people probably still like most of us live in paycheck to paycheck, you know.
1: But I'm um, also the. Uh, the it's uh, to me, it's a little bit. Uh, everyone, like I tell you, what that's the final straw. Like the final straw, like. Have you not had enough final straws from this heinous billionaire? Like, they're a horrible company, and we're gonna still, like, unfortunately, everyone will keep watching it. I know they fucking want watching it in like, fucking following ages. Following WWE but... is a
2: bit like following a football team, where you'll be outraged. Oh, I hate
1: it, I hate i never
2: coming well, back. I was just about to say,
1: I was just about to say, I for one can't wait for Newcastle United's Saudi yep. Arabian overlords to come and take on <laughs> <laughs> make us the richest club in the whole fucking world. <laughs> Don't do it! Don't do it! That's
2: us demonetised. That's us cancelled. That's us cancelled. So it's just Chop cancelled. We. I'm, yeah, that's true. I'm that's embracing true. it coming to the town, you know what still I mean? Somebody ring Chop's landline immediately. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that was what potentially could be the richest club in the fucking world, man. Yep. That hasn't right. set in yet. Right. All right, just to okay
2: to go back to it. Right, the question was: mm. Who from the list would you like to see in NXT? I don't know the okay. humor these questions.
3: Amanda Stivley, <laughs> Killian Mbappe, <laughs> <laughs> Um
1: Leah Rush. Uh, oh, mate, honestly, if I was to choose one, Rusev.
3: Rusev I all think day, he's yeah. been
1: the most underutilized yeah. guy for fucking years. Mm-hmm. He does comedy. Yeah. He does straight up. He's fucking. He's a bull in the ring. He's fast as. Like he's an absolute specimen, and he he looks dangerous. So he can either be dangerous as fuck, or he can do the comedy stuff as well. Like who is the last person that's able to be uh, able to do that? And and he's Eastern European, so you can play into the Eastern European horrible villain trope as well. It's a fucking book as paradise. Why they haven't used him? You know, he and should he have had the belt. Gets him. himself over. He should have had the belt on him, like. Four years ago. When he first whenever it was when he first came through, it's probably longer than that now. When he first came through and he is absolutely unbeatable, even then when he was being rammed down our throats, he was fucking unmissable. But he's and not I related to
3: anyone. I
1: don't understand. That's it.
3: why he's not related to anyone. Yeah.
1: Probably. But
3: it just doesn't make
1: any sense. Like he's he's a proper booker's dream. Like he, he, he instead they put it on fucking Goldberg, they put the belt on Goldberg. But like, we don't have anyone we don't have anyone. It's only it's Roman or Goldberg. It's that's all we've got. That's all we've got. You fucking Rusev.
2: You were Rusev. Just, <laughs> I don't
1: know. I like, personally, I think he's been standout for years. For years. Anybody else want to take that one? Who, who would they? Who would they pick up? Uh, I think Heath Slater as well. I think it was. Christ, it was his turn, like I saw I saw someone's take on Heath Slater. Uh, so forgive me if I'm going to quote you, but you had it bang on. Um, it might have been, it might have been an NXT UK guy. It's really difficult to get your ass kicked week after week after week after week, make everyone else look really fucking good, and still get over and be relevant as he did as Heath Slater did. Mm-hmm. Like I think he's another one who's completely invaluable to get rid of him. Like oh well done he didn't need to get any wins he got his ass handed to him the whole fucking time he made other people look fucking incredible and they're just gone. Now nah, we've we got nothing for you <laughs> what the fuck do you mean you got nothing for him you got everything you've got everyone on your fucking roster that you want to make good for him it's yeah absolutely
2: absolutely so that's my this will be a discussion yeah. we're going to have to continue another time
1: I do believe
4: yeah, I mean the the this goes into a whole question of the wrestling world cycle in terms of how long do people stay? Sixteen years is a fucking long time to be at that company. Yeah. If you, you be in any job, like the, yeah. If you think back to like the nineties, like people mm. were coming and going, we were flying through it. And then it yeah. suddenly became this thing of like, oh no, people will stick around for for ages. So I think that's the question that you raise with it. Do I think the timing's appropriate? No, I think this is a fucking yeah. horrendous time to do it. Yeah. Um, and I think it's sh- it's shown in a, ma- in a really bad light. But yeah, I I agree with that. Did they really need to get rid of Heath Slater? No, because I think he does a fantastic job as a, as a, an enhancement talent but then that cycle of fresh things needs to be asked and then you've got to ask the question how do you build stars and how do you push that forward but again this is a, it's a conversation for uh. the it's mad thing longer. i find
3: with Podcast. some of these like lower ones is you know when you see them on the house shows that they come at the arena or whatever and you don't really see that side of them because what you usually see is the same thing on raw every every week but when you see them do a house show you see just how freaking good they are yeah and Heath Slater was one of them who was like really really good know how to play the crowd you know and yeah. it's
1: just a wasn't it Taker who used to say something yeah. about house shows where it was like you know you know, on the house shows we just do it's it's, its own little universe and we do yeah. our own thing and you do have house show stars and Heath Slater I think I saw Heath Slater at the arena once and he was in, he was one where it was like fuck this guy looks like yeah, they have that glow off them we're like this guy knows how to work a mm-hmm. fucking crowd but I'll be, it's going to be really interesting to see where everyone turns up but I tell you what, this is what happens when you sign fucking 300 people to your roster yes. and then you're like oh yeah. shit we need to save some money well yeah, of course you are um, it's going to be interesting to see where they go I, I kind of hope from a creative point of view, they don't just all end up in AEW because then AEW is going to just become WCW because it's yeah. going to get bloated as fuck as well. Never, yeah, I really don't know what they're going to be able to
3: do with all them. Unfortunately. I'm
1: really happy to see Brodie Lee there because I think Brodie Lee was another underutilised guy. I think the character that they use of him is going to be really, really interesting. I haven't seen anything for the last couple of weeks, though. But, like, having I Matt think Hardy if you're in clever. there as well, it's like...
3: If you're clever, you get someone out of them who've been released could make themselves in NWA power and make themselves a massive name on power and then maybe go up to AEW and, you know, you could make you return back to... to Gallows WWE. and
1: Anderson. And Gallows and Anderson and go back oh, to Japan. So They'll good. go back to Japan, surely, because
3: they were fucking...
0: Huge. What was
3: surprised me about that one was uh, Gallows is so respected backstage. He's like... The, the way they were talking was that he was like the, the new sort of Undertaker backstage. Like They were they was that much respected as like a locker room general in there, uh, yeah. which bizarre why they would get rid of him if he, if he was that much of a pawn in backstage, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it is. And I think we're going gonna to end this conversation. I'm going to end this podcast yeah, yeah. at a time now. I'm just going to end it on a tweet from Rory Coyle sent yesterday. Um, <laughs> the world is fucked. I can't <laughs> buy flour anywhere. Everyone is going crazy. The cocked many sucked last week doesn't taste so good anymore. Twitter is full of hypocrites. The evil corporation did something evil. Here's my dog. His name is Newt. He is fucking class.
2: <laughs> <laughs> In Newt, we trust. <laughs> we
3: trust.
1: So on that note, we're going to say goodbye. And I say thank you uh, to Liam for being here. It's been an absolute pleasure having you and we'll definitely have you back soon mm-hmm. again. Sorry Absolutely. there's no guest oh, we'll Yeah, thank you very much for being here. Um... Sorry, there's no guest of the wrestler guys. We'll do that next time. I'll get, yeah, I'll, I'll get well, a Just give us the point out.
3: anyway, because I'm already tuned up, you know what I mean? Ooh. Oh, you T. Fight me, and right talk. Man. Fight
1: and talk. So, North underscore NCL, Twitter, Instagram, North Wrestling, NCL at Facebook. I mean, there's not really anything going out. Liam, what's so... your Twitter handles? <laughs> Uh
4: So, Twitter is Liam underscore L, uh, sorry, Liam underscore SLTR which is a review for Slater. Uh, Instagram is Lazarus underscore PT, and my YouTube page is Lazarus Personal Training, where I am uploading some content about my journey back into fitness yeah. and Excellent. getting back on board with stuff.
1: And this fat bastard over here might actually watch some of them and try and get, in, get himself motivated to do something as well. We will be uh, streaming probably NCL 23. I think it was voted on Twitter. At some point, when all the other wrestling shows that are getting streamed stop, um, please go to NorthWrestling.PivotShare.com. I know it's only three ninety nine a month. Mm-hmm, Even please. if you just do it for one month, it's a little bit of a help you can go back and watch some of the matches that Liam's been talking about. Liam versus Primate and Liam versus Rory Coyle are absolute must-watches. Um, we might go back over the first couple of shows. Oh, I think it's, I think NCL 2 hasn't got any commentary and NCL 4 hasn't got any commentary. So we might do a little bit of a recom, kind of like director's cut over that soon. And we might also do Let the Cannons Fly because the file was absolutely fucked for that. Uh, so the commentary is fucked on that so we might do some mm. other type of stuff but we're not rushing
3: We're going to be. I've got guests while. lined up we're looking we're getting some some good, good no faithful guests in we're just going to like you say we're not going to rush it we're just going to take our time uh, yeah
1: get in touch if you've got any questions for us at any point get in touch if you've got any ideas for content or anything that you want to hear from us like we might do a questions only thing um, but yeah thank you for listening hopefully it's helped you pass the time and we're out of here
0: Thanks, guys.
3: Bye, guys.
1: Lovely guy. Right, good.
3: Lovely right. star. <laughs> he's good. He's yeah. just gone as well as Kenny's late question. He's still early on the first time.